Old Blast with Don and Kevin is a show where we share opinions and interviews about topics that interest us. We generalize a lot, and we do realize that some of the topics we touch on, there are people on the fringes that are not part of the group we are generalizing. In order to spare the listeners having to hear us constantly caveat our conversations to recognize that there are other groups and opinions out there, this is our blanket statement stating just that. We know. Also, we are not on any side. We are not left, right, good, evil, up or down. The purpose of the show is to both provide entertainment and also to expose you to new ideas and opinions to cause you to think, research, and form your own opinions that you can share with others. We very much thank you for listening. July 12th, 2021. This is Oblast with Don and Kevin. I'm Kevin. And I'm Don. Yeah, you know, so I do those um, those um, video uh, vid- video console videos. Does it work? Yeah, and every time I start it, I'm like, "This is will it work?" And I'm Kevin, and I've said that now well over 230 times. I think mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired of introducing myself. I just feel right. like I have to do it because a lot of people on YouTube are going to find those videos piecemeal. Right. They're right. not they're they're not going to find my whole like subscription list of things because there's no way they're going to run across my page. You it's know, they're, they're going to search for a console and it just so happened that my video is going to come up on one of the more obscure ones and they're going to click on it. And they're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, like, what does he got? Right. What does he know? You know, why is he doing this? This is dumb. You know, and I want to tell people like the reason for this video is because we're trying to see if these work not to do some kind of because YouTube's full of those retrospective videos. You know, there's like they show the console and there's like cartoons and lasers and shit. And there's some guy with a voice being like, oh, when I grew up, I got this console and I had these 40 games. And, you know, then that guy probably worked really hard on it. He probably spent weeks building that video. I'm not trying to compete with that guy, you know, like he. It's not what I'm. It's not what I'm about. Now, would I put together a retrospective video? I don't know because I, I feel like, do you care? Like I, I think, I think what's maybe more interesting, and I'm not there yet, and I'm not doing this in this series, but I think would be more interesting for a lot of people was talking more about game console potential, like. Like, people have always sort of sat there and said, like, you know, PlayStation's better than, you know, N64 or whatever, you know, or, you know, Sega Dreamcast was better than PlayStation, whatever. And, and, um, uh, you know, when you look at some of the the more technical stuff, it gets kind of interesting. Like, and and I don't think a lot of that is talked about in, in a lot of the retrospective videos um where that people just kind of talk about the games and the in the history of the console and stuff they don't really break down sort of the highs and lows of the hardware and i mm. thought maybe down the road that might be something now, i'm not saying nobody does it i know th- th- it's the internet and you there's somebody doing it but i'm just saying like maybe that would be something a little bit more entertaining for people because like for instance like since i'm on this topic and we're just talking shit on the show this week mm-hmm. folks, um the n64 right was uh designed and in such a way that it was it was on paper much more powerful than the PlayStation, right? It was um it ran at like a hundred megahertz or something, but it was using like this MIPS processor and and that was just like the main processor itself. And it also had like this really powerful graphics um 
3D rendering engine, right? That had all of these advanced features in it that like PlayStation and all these other like 3D consoles didn't have or didn't have many of. And, um, and so on paper, it was just as powerful or more powerful than a similar PC that was available at the time, like that you could have went out and bought new, right? Where a PC was probably back then, it was about two grand, right? Mm-hmm. To get like a decent Pentium PC with a good graphics card. And the N64, again, on paper was m- more powerful than that. And unfortunately, though, what's kind of interesting about it is that while it did have like this great, like sort of like hardware processor and, and um, everything, it had some really slow ass RAM. And that caused it to have certain things that were just too slow, right? And it also had a really small, what they call a cache. So, like, when they would try to, like, do textures in games where, like, you know, you take, like, a 3D object and then you put, like, a like a pattern on it, right? They had to make the pattern really large because, um, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a way to make it like fine detail because there wasn't enough room in this cache. So you ended up with these like really sort of large sort of blocky looking graphics. So it looks like shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now if you're an N64 fan out there, if there's any of you still left at this point, um, I'm not knocking the N64 at all. I had lots of great games on it. I'm just talking about some of the deficiencies with the hardware because that console had the potential to be that sort of, groundbreaking like um you know uh, paradigm shift where it comes out and everybody's like blown away like oh my god this thing's incredibly powerful for a console but it wasn't because this ram that it had was so slow and people will knock it and they'll be like well it should have the, the problem with it is is that it should have had a cd right because playstation had a cd and saturn had a cd and and nintendo wanted to go with cartridges well, thank God they did, because that was the one smart move, because the RAM inside the system was so slow that what they ended up, what developers ended up doing is, is they stored all of the stuff on cartridge memory because the cartridge memory was faster. So they could pull it out of that cartridge memory. If it was just a CD, they couldn't do it. And the console would, all those games that everybody loves would have been worse because it was like the fill rate was incredibly slow and the frame rate was crap. And so it was. It's really kind of fascinating. I'm not going to get into all of it right now. I mean, there's actually people out there that talk a lot more in detail about it. But if I was going to make a video about why these things were, why the PlayStation was so like well tuned, and the N64 had these like great things on you know on paper, but then in pr- in practice, it just didn't come together right, you know. And so for Nintendo's credit, they they did do a lot of things and tricks and everything to make it so it was you know, performant enough. And there's like many, many, many good games for the N64, but it was really difficult to program for because of you had to do all these tricks and because you had to use the cartridges Ram to supply all of these like textures and things that would normally be in the systems Ram. It ends up sort of making the cartridge more expensive and you, you end up losing room on that cartridge for other things, you know, more sound and like more dialogue, more video segments and that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, then that makes it again. So you go back and you go, well, that makes CD seem better because there was more video and, and digital audio and all that sort of stuff. But it was just, it was more of the deficiency of the, the, the N64's design and had Nintendo maybe had another year, 
and and they could have like you know polished it the right way, it really would have been something more incredible than it ended up being. Um, still a great system, but you know it's just it's just one of those things. Like um, like think about it this way: I think like the PlayStation had three or four megs of RAM, but I think like two megs of RAM were mostly usable. So most of the games. Going off of memory, folks. Don't don't stone me. I'm just doing this. <laughs> this is you know off memory, but I think most games ran in about two megs of RAM inside inside the system, and um, uh, like you know, and, and they got a lot of they got a lot of use out of that. And you got to remember these are lower resolution. This is back when we had you know no high definition TV. We're all using regular you know four three CRT monitors and television sets and things like that so you know your graphics aren't that high res so you know you don't textures aren't going to take up that much memory so two megs is kind of a lot and and if you look at the n64 it it starts you with four um it started you with four megs of memory and then you could add another four megs it was like a four meg expansion on it but all of that ram that eight megs of ram versus two was basically useless i mean it wasn't completely useless they used it but it was just like it was so slow in fact, I, I read or I saw in a video, I think I saw in a video that maybe I read it, <laughs> that at one time with that RAM, when it was like when they were still working on the system, uh, when you shut it off, like when you said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut off the N64, take the cartridge out and put a different cartridge in, the RAM was so slow that it was it would take 30 seconds for the RAM to reset itself. Before you could play it again, so if you turned it back on, the RAM still had junk in it. Like it was, it was, it was still taking its time clearing itself before you could play the next game. Like that's how like pokey slow it was, and um, it, it was like one of the first times where they had this sort of. It, it, on paper, it would have been really cool because it was the first time where like all of the different um, hardware components could access the RAM independently. So rather than going through the processor to get to the RAM, you know, if you were the video co-processor, you could go directly to the RAM. If you were the sound processor, you could go directly to the RAM. So this allowed you to pull resources out in different areas to really make things, you know, more, um, dynamic and fast because you weren't slaving the processor down being sort of like a, like a, you know, a, a what do they call it? A Northbridge. But anyway, but but because it was so slow, it was like, nah, we'll just pull all that from the cartridge. You know what I mean? And and the RAM itself, like, it it doesn't even much matter. So that's kind of just interesting. It was just interesting stuff. And I think, like, if I was going to do something, maybe doing, like, not doing it off ad hoc like I just did. You know, having the facts and showing that sort of thing. Like, showing the details of what was going on and as to why, you know, how it was competing against the PlayStation like why how was the PlayStation better and then show like where it was it wasn't always better don't yeah. get me wrong but show right. where it, it did things right and where the N64 was struggling and then I could do the opposite you know there was lots of things that the PlayStation was struggling on you only had two megs of RAM for instance you know and it was it you know only could hold so much in texture memory right. um versus like the the N64 and what they were doing right you know and, you know, the N64 introduced the analog controller, and then all of a sudden Sony's like, everybody buy a DualShock, you know. Um, which, you know, if you think about it, too, that's like one of the very few times when a when a company said, you know, we know you've got the base console, but you now need to go buy this $60 controller to yeah. play the new games. And the developers embraced that. 
and supported that controller throughout the rest of the life cycle of the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right. like a lot of times you buy that extra controller or whatever it is, and it only works on a few games, you know, and then you're back using just the regular one because right. like the developers right. are like, I'm only going to write a game for the, for the people that have the, 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 you know, like all that the, controller. all the people that have the controller, right. I don't want to exclude people from buying my game. So I'm going to make sure that like, Everybody can play. You know what I mean? But the, yeah. the dual shock was was so necessary at that point in 3D gaming that um yeah, you had if you had a PlayStation, you basically had to have one at some point. Like they, there oh, was yeah. there was no way you could just stick with that D pad and the, the four buttons or whatever. Well that's that's what's funny about the dual shock is like cause because I play my PS the, the first PlayStation games, I I can play those on my PS3. So I'll put in like red alert. Or Road Rash or something, you know, one of these old games. But I got the Dual Shock controller, and I'm sitting there moving the sticks around, like, how come this isn't working? How come this isn't working? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, the D pad. I got to use the D. It's like, right, right. And now I'm sitting here, like, who uses? Because usually it's the D pad you go to first. Yeah. But but then once they switched over to Dual Shock, then it was just like it reversed, and I was just like, oh, I got to use the D pad for this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's an old game. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, like, no. And, and then the, the people would be like, well, the D pad's better for these kinds of games and stuff. But I'd still find myself like using the the stick for most everything. You know, yeah. like you could switch between them. In the beginning, there was a button you could turn on or off the analog. Um, and, and you could switch between them. But yeah, I almost always just stuck with the digital because I was like, I, it was weird going back to the D pad. Now the D pad is basically ways for you to like select different weapons and shit. Right. Right. It's not even anything to do with movement. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's like this like, light a torch, push up. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess. And that's, that's whatever. And that's, that's the thing is somebody's playing and you tell them you're like, you gotta push up and they're like, where? <laughs> well, on the stick or do i gotta do it on the d-pad do i gotta do it with the right stick the left stick do i gotta use you know it's so it's got to be so daunting to come in to video gaming cold um and be handed one of those controllers just because there's so much going on with it you know if you've never held one in your hand and you're like what the what do i do you know like old people are like that but i mean even young people yeah. if you've never experienced it and it's your your first console or something you're probably like i i've you know it it's going to take you some uh, some hours to to figure out um, this whole movement I, thing. I was sitting at my girlfriend's yesterday. Honestly, God, this was, happened yesterday. I think, yeah. And she went to go do a DoorDash or whatever, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna I got the, I got my PS3 over there." <clears throat> so I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna play a video game while she's gone." So I turn on the PS3. I'm like, "No, what do I want to play?" And I was lo- actually looking for Road Rash, and I was like, "No, I can't find it." And then I said, "Oh, look, Wing Commander Three." With Mark, right? It was yeah. the third one that had Mark Hamill, right? So I was like, oh, Wing Commander 3. And I was like, I should put that in just for shits and giggles, you know, just to put it in and revisit it and, and maybe fly a mission or two or whatever. And then I looked at the, I pulled the sheet out for the controls on how you control everything with the controller. And this was before the Dual Shock when it first just had two sticks. It was just two normal sticks, the four buttons up top, the four buttons in front, you know? Yeah. That, that game had so many different controls back in the day when we would play it right Richard, you'd have to like reach your hand you got to let go of the controller reach your hand over hold this button push this button over <laughs> yeah. here like you literally had to be like all over that and i was like I, I sat there and looked at it and was like 
I really don't have time to figure all this no. back out again. It's not like a game you can just pick up and play because it's like they actually use the select button for something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like no, like a game that tells you to use the select button. You're like, where's that at? Like, I don't know where that's at. Oh, this button. Like, oh, that's that one button. You ever re- this game used that button. That this game had so many controls. They were like, "We need more buttons on this controller. We need we need a, we need a, a something to so you could play this." Right. Yeah. No. I mean, there. Yeah. There's. There's. Yeah. We came a long way from Atari. That's all I'm saying. No. I mean, we it, for real. Paul. It's amazing in in some ways that like the one button joystick thing lasted as long as it did. Like on the right. computers too, like the Amigas and the Commodore 64s and everything, they had the ability to do a lot more, and that they still let you just play most games with one button. I mean, they did things where it's like double tap was worth you know did something rather yeah. than single tap or holding the button down. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times you could use the keyboard on, on computers, but yeah, no, you're right. Like it's just amazing. Controls took that long. And then, yeah, it was controls in general. They had to evolve. I mean, you know, from the, you, you look at like the Atari was the, the joystick with the button. And then when you got to the NES, you had the game pad design there, you know, with the two buttons. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then it became more of a three button to basically six yeah four button the six button and analog sticks and triggers and and bumpers and uh yeah i mean remember the old coleco vision was a handheld controller right right they had they had one of those where the joystick came out the top yep and it was just like you're looking at it like how do i hold this like what (laughs) what yeah they didn't know what they were doing back they were like we know you want to use the keypad number pad thing so we're gonna give you that and you can put overlays in there but that was dumb in a way because for most games you only push like one or two player or something, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like you only used it rarely. So the the rest of the time you're holding this big chunk of plastic in your hand and you really wonder sometimes how they engineered things. Like, did they actually sit down and try it? You know what I mean? And maybe have yeah. a discussion afterwards, like, Yeah, that's that's interesting, Steve, but I don't it's not really comfortable. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, the, the guys at Intellivision were sitting there, they're like, you know what? I like that controller you guys built. That's really nice. <laughs> Like the disc get it. and the, the buttons are really yeah yeah. We'll make it like a TV remote, so you got to hold it like a lightsaber. <laughs> you got to have one hand above the other, and it's like you got it in your lap, and you're just sitting there like, what the hell? And then give it right. that, give it that kind of phone cord that's trying to pull it out of your hands yeah. the entire yeah. time. Because yeah. everybody likes that, you know, that, that kind of thing. No, <laughs> I, I agree. It's um... the kind of cord that springs back on you. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. yeah. No, but, um, it, you know, the, the, the history of gaming is interesting and, and understanding the, the competition and, and why things were the way they were is, I think, maybe a bit more interesting than just talking about the history in and of itself. But I also think there's just a lot of people out there that talk about games, and that's good. There's lots of history about games. I, I'm just not that guy. I, I don't care about all the nuances in video games. I, I mean, I play them and I enjoy them, and right. I just... I never found them all that interesting, like as I did the hardware. I, I've always been interested in the potential of hardware and how far you could take it. And um, games, you know, they they would do that, but uh, I don't know. The, the whole it's also one of those things where, like, a lot of game developers and and publishing companies and things are very draconian. They don't let you know anything about it. Like, you can't interview their people. You can't like you think you like if you were on like a 
in a magazine or something. Cause I did all this for a while. You know, you, you think you could just call up a place and be like, Hey, can I talk to one of the developers about that? You cannot do that. Like they will not, not let you talk to the talent that they have because they don't want you to, um, you know, they don't want other people to know basically who works there because the, they might get cannibalized right by another company. Right. Um, yeah, there's big names like, you know, the Carmack and, you know, the American McGee and all those kinds of people. But, um, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> mul- the multimillionaires aren't going to necessarily get cannibalized, but your, your, your regular guy that's working on, you know, jet moto racing or something, you, you know, you're probably not going to be able to talk to that guy. And so you don't get a lot of history and, and, th- and that guy's not going to sit there and tell you like, let me tell you what kind of crazy bullshit happened with this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they can't, he's going to get fired. He can't do that. Yeah. So, you know, it leaves you kind of hoping and waiting for somebody to eventually write a piece or write a book or something on it about the internet and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, how the Xbox, I think I mentioned this before, maybe I was talking about it when I did the Xbox review, but like, you know, the Xbox had that red ring of death problem, right? Like they all burned out after a certain amount of time. And um, I've read some really good articles about, you know, what happened, you know what I mean? Based on like, what people know and and who talked to who, but I don't think there's ever been like an official kind of breakdown in terms of like what really happened here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when did Microsoft know and how bad was it and what kind of numbers are we talking about and why did that happen anyway? Like was the quality control just that fucked up that, Every single console eventually would shit the bed. And, you know, why couldn't people just figure out a way to fix it at home? Like people would try different things. Like they'd wrap it in towels or, you know, (laughs) um, uh, try and solder on a better cooling system and all this kind of stuff. But it didn't seem like any of that stuff like took, right? Like it seemed like there was something else going on there. And, um, that's the kind of history that would be really interesting. Like if, um, and again, folks, I don't read the entire internet. I just want you to know it's big. I can't read the whole thing. If there is something out there that is that definitive, I apologize. I haven't read it. Okay. But I'm just saying in in general, I don't think it is. And, and you could also talk a little bit about the PlayStation three in a way too, because the PlayStation three was like it was a great system and it was like the Swiss army knife of consoles. Like yeah. Ken Kutaragi wanted that thing to do everything. Like play Blu-rays, DVDs. He put in like in the beginning it was like there would be like all these different memory card like compact flash and Sony memory stick. It had infrared fucking things on it and um yeah. it had ports on the back for every kind of thing. You know, it was HDMI when you know the 360 wasn't HDMI at that point. 360 was like, we're not sure about this HDMI thing. Sony's like, yeah, put the HDMI on there, okay, give it the hard drive, you know, yeah. make it uh, the and and you, you kind of wonder like um what was going on at, at Sony at that point, you know, because uh all of that you know, all that little stuff costs money. You know what I mean? Like it costs money to the end user buying the system and it costs money, you know, for the company uh, providing it because most of the time they sell these consoles at a loss. And you wonder like if somebody was like, Ken, do we, do we really need like the compact flash port on here? Like, I don't think anybody's gonna, uh, do you, you know, are, are yes. you questioning me? You know, yeah. 
you're fired. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, everybody's always smiles in magazines and stuff. You don't know how these people are in real life. But I, I just wonder sometimes, like, they eventually, you know, they, they said, because in the beginning, PlayStation 3 didn't sell that well. Like, I think it, they had to wait for Grand Turismo to come out or whatever for yeah. it. Because it was expensive as shit, man. It was like 500 bucks. Yeah. And um, and then, like, uh, uh, and they said they can't listen to you. you know, we don't want you to do this anymore. You know, the cell processor thing was kind of, you know, it was a lot, Ken. So we just think maybe you should just maybe just quietly just work for the board of directors or something. <laughs> but don't. You're not going to design consoles anymore, and then they, and then they sort of like you know created like um, lower cost units and everything, which everybody does, but they didn't really do that um, too much. And, and uh, they certainly like with the PlayStation only had one, and that came out right at the end. You know, they kept stripping things off of the original PlayStation, um, but they um, they kept the basic design until the very end when they had that PS One that was like the kind you could just like stick in a car, basically. And PlayStation 2 had a couple of different models, but PlayStation 3 was like, they 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 immediately started chopping shit out of it. They're like, yeah, this backwards compatibility, like, that's great, guys, but we're not going to give you all of that anymore. We're going to take one of the chips out, and then basically we're just going to software emulate it after that, and because you guys don't really care, and um, we're going to put it in a cheaper case, and we're going to give you less USB ports, and we're going to take this compact flash thing out. Does anybody use the infrared? Really? Do you, do you use the remote? Maybe we'll keep that. We're not sure. I mean, they just started stripping the shit out of it because, you know, everything costs money. But, boy, when they first launched that thing, it was crazy how much shit they, they shoveled into that and um, to make it work. But, anyway, those are the kinds of stories, I think. Just If you had the inside ear on that, it would be really interesting to know what was going on in Sony at that, at that point. Um, anyway, I don't want to keep talking about video games. But, hey, you know what? We didn't have a lot <laughs> to talk about this week, and I found something. So Yeah, I was going to say, you could just... Keep going and wrap it up. <laughs> kind of, yeah, just talking, talking about video games. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wanted your opinion on some things. I know we talked about it uh, a couple months ago, three months ago or something, yeah. um, about maybe where it's going and everything. And now that we've had, like, three of these uh, TV series, right? We've had WandaVision, um, which I thought was okay. Uh, and we had right. um, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which... Was not, okay. I'm not done with it yet because I don't think it's that great. Um, right. It's kind of, yeah, it's, eh. Um, I don't, I guess what it is is I don't care about either of those two characters that much. I think that's what it, I don't think the stakes are very high and I, I don't care about the enemies that much. And they um, don't mix them well. Yeah. It, they don't it, put those two together. Those two together, they put those two together, oh, not as, not as foes or, or, or as, enemies or anything like that but there's that uneasy tension between the two of them because the one guy knew captain america back in the day and the other one is right it just seems real and i know there's a bigger story here with the other captain america slash u.s agent or whatever you want to call him um, right but i uh you know this whole like other terrorist group and everything and the super soldiers yeah it's just um <laughs> no no i mean it's good that you're all on it and and watch it that's you know uh, no, so I know it so, all. As soon as they say it, I'm like, I remember them. Yeah. So somebody's got to be on the ball with this stuff. It's just that I, the second one, I don't care that much about, but I, it's okay. I'm still watching. I'm just getting through it slowly, but I have been watching Loki and I, and I think Loki's pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know, um, what's his face that plays Loki? I can't think of him right now. Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's just got a type of, he's just interesting to watch. You know what I mean? Like he's a good actor. Like he just, he plays the character well enough, you know, like, 
Um, he's just the kind of guy that he has that kind of charisma about him. You know, like he's just he's interesting enough to watch while all this stuff's going on. And of course, it's got um, uh, Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson, who's always kind of interesting. He's, at least half the time you stare at his nose and you're like, is his nose broke? Yeah, like, what's going on with that nose of his, you know? Um, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's uh, it, it's kind of entertaining. But what I was thinking more about was like, okay, so we Captain America left. Um, the guy that plays him. And right. he's done. Captain- he's done, done. Like, he's not, he doesn't want to do it anymore, basically. And and any of these guys, like, if I'm sure if the dollars are there, they will come back, right? Yeah. But I, I think Disney's not necessarily going to try and get somebody too old to play Captain America right now. I have heard that Robert Downey Jr. is most likely coming back in Iron Man four, although in what state he will be in, you know, maybe he's going to be a Jarvis, you know, or maybe he's going to be a ghost or a, or a a past thing or on a video screen or a computer. You know, I don't think he's going to come back as Iron Man. You know what I mean? Maybe he's going to pass the gauntlet down to a younger kid. Um, because I don't think he, I don't, I think he's coming back one more time kind of thing. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, they're going to pay him and he'll take it, but I don't think like, he's like, this is going to be another three season arc. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think he's basically done. So you, so, so there's a question mark over cap. There's a question mark over Iron Man. Black right. Widow is, she's done. Right. She said, this is it. I'm not doing another one. So the question mark over her, although let's be honest. If they never did anything else with Black Widow, nobody would care. Like, I mean, we like Scarlett Johansson. She's been entertaining in all these movies and everything. She's, you know, but the character itself is just not that. It's one dimensional. Yeah, it's not that interesting. Like, it's no elder god from the wastes of the universe is going to come looking for her. You know what I mean? It's it's always going to be something, some shield fucking thing or whatever that. We've had enough about the TV series. So she's, so that one I'm not too concerned about, but she's out. Now, Thor is still around. Hiddleston is technically dead, but maybe we'll find out tomorrow or something if he's going to ever come back on the regular Thor universe. But it, it seems like they're going to keep Thor going for a while, which they can because Jane's going to be Thor this year. What's that? His Jane Foster's going to pick up. Is it? Is they're, that what it's going to be? They're going in the direction of the comic books where there's. Yeah, they have a lady Thor. Yeah, and and uh, Doctor Strange is still here, right? He's fairly new. Yeah. Um, but we lost the guy that was uh, Black Panther, right? right? So are they replacing him with somebody? Or alleged? Yeah, I mean they have to. I mean they're making a second one, so they got to. I mean I don't know if they're, I'm not saying they're replacing his character with somebody. I think they're just putting somebody else in the suit, as in like yeah, Killmonger, or, you know, somebody. From the movie itself, right? Like his sisters, like the there's rumors that oh it'll be Shuri, or it'll be Killmonger, or it'll be so and so, or it could be this guy, or it could be that guy. It's just like, listen, I get it. Just you could just recast him. You know what I mean? Just leave Black Panther like Black Panther. You just have to recast him. It's something you can't, you can't, you know. You know, I I think like with the whole like, see the. You know, we talk a little bit about this, and I'm not going to get into a big rant about it or anything because I don't care really that much about it. But I, but I think like if you're if you're sticking with comic book lore and and you know because the, there is a female Thor right, um, fine makes sense you know what I mean right. and and there's lots of um, uh, there's lots of variations with a lot of characters that they've done like that and I don't I don't really care um, I just think like 
as long as the storylines hold up, I guess is all I'm saying. Like if you're going to go um, too far over, like you're going to start coming up with like, you know, how Disney does stuff like lately right. they've been doing it. Well, I'm not complaining, but um, they can get a little too Disney. And right. uh, then it gets like, mm, I don't want to watch it. You know, like the last three Star Wars films got got kind of they were just putting too much. Di- you know what I mean? Like you could just see they were trying to sell toys and right. they were just shoving little cutesy characters in there and horses and shit. And you're just like, eh, I know what you guys are doing. And it's, you know, that's yeah. not why I'm here to watch the film. You know what right. I mean? Like it just it's got to be in the story. Like it, it's got to make the story work. You know, and like, 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 um, the Boba Fett thing, right? Like, uh, the child or whatever, uh, Gurg yeah, yeah. or whatever the hell's name is, or Go yeah. Gogurt. Um, <laughs> you know, like he was part of the story, or she, whatever the thing is, and um, uh, and that works. And then they could sell like a bazillion baby Yodas to all the kids out there, you know. Right. Um, and and so do it like that, you know. Learn your lessons. Do it like that. Don't. Don't do it like the Star Wars films because it, their movies are shit. I mean, for the most part, I know I'm making somebody upset, but they were. They're not good. Those last three were. They weren't good. Right. Um. But anyway, back to Marvel. So oh. we got <laughs> Doctor Strange. Ant Man's probably got another one coming, right? Because he's gonna have yep. a trilogy, right? Quant- Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. All right. What about um Mark Ruffalo as Hulk? Has, they, as been, Hulk. has there been talk about his status? Like, is All he right. going to keep doing Hulk? Or have you heard anything you, about that? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. These are the rumors that I've heard. Okay. Uh, there's going to be a, there's the She-Hulk series that's coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah, that could go either way. He's supposed to be in that. Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Um. So. Cameo or full time? Yeah, not not as, I mean, because she's got to get the blood transfusion somehow. All right. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That's yeah. her cousin. Da, 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 da. Um. So he he's probably coming back uh, for so, that. But before but, you switch, before you switch gears on that though, let me ask you one question: What do you think the chances are that we'll see a Gray Hulk, Red Hulk type of thing in the Marvel? That's universe? what's going to come next. That's what I was just going to say. Was allegedly everything I'm saying is rumor because uh, that's all I do is read these stupid. I see the headlines and they're just like so and so. It's like I got to read this. Um. So allegedly he's going to come back for the She-Hulk series. He's going to they're going to do that to start that up. And I guess he's going to go into he's going to go back into dumb Hulk or he's going to go back into, you know what I mean? He's not going to be smart Hulk anymore. Is uh, he smart Hulk now or, or Yeah, Endgame is smart Hulk. Oh, okay. <laughs> where he's st- where he's standing there looks like the Hulk and he's like, "Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, yeah. you doing? Okay, yeah. I don't really- in game sleep seems to leave my mind all the time, but yeah, yeah, right. I, I know it's it's quite different from all the other ones. Uh, so yeah, so he's so he's going to switch from Smart Hulk and he's going to go back into Dumb Hulk, whether that be gray or red or whatever, something like that. the The rumor, like the biggest rumor going around, is that the 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 two brothers um, that did the Captain America movies, they did all these movies, the Russo brothers. Yeah, the biggest rumor is that they love as a kid. They loved Secret Wars. Mm. So now they're saying, how can we put together a Secret Wars movie? So That's allegedly, one, um, uh, the Arrow guy, it, it's not, it's not Hawkeye. Is it, is it Hawkeye? Which one? Cause one's Marvel and one's DC. What's the guy with the arrow? Green Arrow? Is it? What? No, Green, Green Arrow's, Arrow's DC. in DC. Hawkeye. And, and that guy's got some kind of problems in Hollywood, right? So he's not going to come back. 
Yeah, but they don't need him for. No, no, I know. I know. Just one more guy I'm talking about that's like not going to make another showing. Don Cheadle looks yeah. like he's going to die any day now. He's probably not. Oh, no, I know, right? That guy looks all messed up. The uh, this this Loki thing is supposed to allegedly bring in Kang the Conqueror. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's supposed to be the next big bad because in Quantum Mania he's supposed to make an appearance there. I always thought that was just like a Conan the Barbarian ripoff, really. But yeah, what Kang? No, no, you're thinking you're thinking of Cole. Oh, okay. Kang the Conqueror, the blue guy. He's, oh, he's blue, okay, yeah, blue right. with the green and purple yeah. outfit. All right. Oh, that makes better sense then, because I'm the, like, from the he, he came from the future, went to the past, became a pharaoh, and yeah, yeah. All that, yeah, that guy, Nathaniel Richards, Reed Richards' great grandson, or some shit, related to apocalypse or something. Um, yeah, but he he's supposed to be coming in as the next big bad. He's going to be in the Ant Man movie allegedly. They can introduce. I think that's who they're going to introduce here at the end of Loki, because they put all these clues in. Um, the Renslayer was Kang's girlfriend in the future, or something like that. <clears throat> uh, the smoke monster. Uh, Altheon or, or, or Lithian or whatever it was called. Well, so this is interesting what you're saying. And I wonder, Don, do you think like maybe they're kind of like going more along the lines of we did the Avengers and the Avengers is kind of done. And now we're going to do these other ones, like not done forever, right? Because they're going to milk this shit, for, you know, <laughs> till we're all dead. Although I don't think they're going to do what Sony did and just reboot. Uh, constantly, you know what I mean? Like three Spider-Man and all that. No, they just change the characters. But I, right, but I, I'm wondering, like, are they really gonna make a whole another? Or are they maybe they'll do West Coast Avengers or something? You know, like they'll they'll <laughs> they'll do different characters. I mean, Marvel's got a huge library of characters, although they're you know the main ones are the most popular ones that we've seen. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to like replace like Hulk and Thor and and Iron Captain Man, America and Iron yeah, Man. Yeah. Captain America, right? But um, at the same time, it's like they, they've had good success with things like Ant-Man, et cetera. Like, if it's written well, people go see Right. Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, that's one of the major rumors about Secret Wars is that's, that's how they're going to bring Iron Man and Captain America back. Because the Beyonder will be like, I need the greatest champions, and these were two of the greatest in their history, so let's bring them. And he'll, like, revive them and make them themselves again. But they'll be different so, actors as well. <clears throat> no, I mean with Tony. With I mean, well, maybe they will, but I would assume it's going to be Chris Evans and and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but then you got to have then you got to get them to exit the show again. I don't know. And the other thing too is you got they got X Men now, and uh, right, and that's going to be the next thing. Fantastic Four. There's a Doctor Doom rumor about uh, Black Panther two. I don't. They don't need to do. They don't need to do Fantastic Four. I mean, I know they could do it right, but they don't. Yeah, it, but that's the thing is these are here's and they, the, the villains in the She-Hulk series are rumored to be the Wrecking Crew, uh, Thunderball, uh, Bulldozer, da da da, stupid head, and what's his face. Yeah. Um, all these characters that they're bringing in all of a sudden are all characters that were in the original Secret Wars. That's all I'm putting out there: Doctor Doom, Kang, the Wrecking Crew, uh, She-Hulk, Fantastic Four, the X-Men. Yeah, but I mean, so far looks, none of that has happened. I mean, I think the She-Hulk, in, but they have. I think She-Hulk is definitely happening because I've heard that too. But I mean, the rest of it could just be a lot of speculation. Um, yeah, yeah, no, they're all rumors. Anything that's coming out of my mouth is a rumor. Yeah, I don't, I have oh, no I, why not Secret Wars? I mean, they got to do something. Although, I, 
Infinity War was, I mean, that was a lot of tricky contract work, I think, for Disney. Uh, to see right. them continue to do that, they could. Um, but is it going to pay off? I don't know. I mean, Joss Whedon, now everybody has ostracized him, and t- he's in that whole Me Too thing or whatever. So, you know, and yeah, there's other issues there, you know, too, trying to, to build on that kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, listen, not everyone, not every movie is going to knock it out of the park. There, there's certainly going to be some bad, there's going to be some stinkers eventually. Um, you can only do so many of these origin stories before people start getting tired of it. But I think that um, uh, they're doing a, they, they've been doing a really good job of keeping people still watching these superhero uh, things. But yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, well, um, I don't want to ruin. I'm not going to ruin anything. No, you don't know anything, right? Well, the Black Widow movie just came out. This I do know. This is for sure. Yeah, the Black Widow movie just came out. The end. There's an end credit scene, like all the other Marvel movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this movie was made two years ago. It was supposed to be released two years ago. Right. Turns out the end credit scene was supposed to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. Because there's somebody in that from that series. Oh, okay. And. Uh, let's just say they're building a team. Oh. So like what you were saying was, oh, they got to bring in different guys or they do different things. They're doing that. That's already said. Yeah, I, I think, and I, I think that could work for a while um, without, you know, alienating too many of the, the original cast members um, and keeping them uh, on the back burner. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Uh, you know, I, I don't want Disney to screw it up. They've done such a good job. Um, right. And it seems like Star Wars might be. The Bad Batch wasn't too bad. Did you watch that at all, the cartoon? No, I don't watch any of those cartoons. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, you know, it's like they um, seem like they're, they're like they're, uh, they're trying to keep to m- stories that are more mature, but at the same time, not trying to be um, <laughs> offensive. Kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if they, that's a fine line, because if they do make them for kids and people aren't going to want to watch them, you know, like kids will, I guess, because why not? But um, I, you know, they're not the ones paying the Disney bill, basically. Right. And uh, eventually the parents are like, I don't watch this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to yeah. lose it because I don't, I don't want to watch this shit. And, um, so they got to kind of make shows that adults want to watch. And so far it's working out. But the other thing is, is like um, length of these things. Like I think Loki's only five episodes. Six. Six, is it? And I think Winter Soldier wasn't very many. WandaVision, yeah, six, well, thank you. WandaVision was, yeah, maybe six, two or eight. Um, yeah, something like that. Like eight. Uh, eight, is o- eight is okay. When you start getting down to like five and stuff, it's just like a long movie. Like, it's just like you just took a movie and you cut it up into five right. episodes. Well, but that's the thing is, if, if you watch those shows on Netflix, those were going 13 episodes. And some of those shows, as good as they were, Daredevil and Punisher and all that oh, stuff, yeah. right. there were episodes where you were just like, what, what is this? Like, it was it was like a completely different story. You know what I mean? There was always like one episode yeah. in the Netflix series that was just like... Why is this? Why did you even throw this in here? Like, what does this have to do with anything? You know? Yeah, that's that's filler in general on most TV shows. But you know, it's like, um, uh, it's. Uh, I think it's okay to do six episodes a season as long as you do more seasons. <laughs> the young ones were only six episodes a season. Yeah, well, or was it four. Well, um, no, I I think it's okay. It's the weight between seasons, right? Like there's yeah. shows that are um, 
like if you wait a year, okay, but um, it I don't know, I don't know. It it it's like uh, it's good that they're putting on a new show like as soon as the other one goes off the air. Like, hey, we've got another Marvel show, you know. Yeah. So that kind of makes it good because I think if you watch five five episodes and there was just nothing, you would just be like, well. Um, Disney Plus was interesting, but I'm going to cancel it because I don't care well, about bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and Netflix always, you know, is is um, I mean, Netflix is ridiculous. There's like a new show every week, and I can't watch shit. It's almost like every day, and it's like I I don't know what any of these things are. You know, it'll be called like you know the the the, the Green Onion. Or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know what this is. You know, it'll, footsteps on the floor, <laughs> right? And and then it'll, it'll try to show me some preview of it. It'll be some old lady like yelling at a woman with brown hair or something, and I'll be like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm, I don't care. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I I like people to recommend things to me and everything like that. You know, until I know something. Like I watch Black Summer season two because you know I watched Black Summer and that was great. But um, yeah. So Disney, it's kind of like. It's sort of like the same thing. They they make new shows, but I I Disney has the curse because every time they introduce something, I'm always in my head going, "Yeah, it's for kids. There, this is going to be something for right. kids." You know, right. this this movie or something with her and that, and it's just a kids' film. Like I and I don't know. It's just not. It, uh, but if you got family, if you got children, I don't knock it. You know what I mean? Watch something with the kids. It's just I don't, and so to me, it's not all that interesting. But the Marvel stuff is interesting. What do you think now? Um, Daredevil, uh, coming Rumor. back. Rumors in the next Spider-Man one, he's supposed to allegedly play Matt Murdock will be playing his lawyer. That Charlie, what's Charlie name? Cox? Charlie Cox. Yeah, allegedly. That that one's been back and forth that one's been like yes he's going to be showing up at spider-man as matt murdoch and maybe as daredevil it, it probably has to be true the only reason i say that is because have you seen charlie cox do anything else lately like no right no. so no. he's probably working and he's probably doing daredevil like you know yeah. what i mean like otherwise we probably would have seen something else from him he's a good daredevil too i liked him no so. i agree like he's the best of the four series that were on although i didn't really like um Jessica Jones was an interesting character. And if they get better writing, Jessica Jones could still be a good character. Like Jessica Jones was not your usual superhero or fighting, you know, superhero types. She just had something that was a bit more unique for what she was. She just wasn't a superhero. She barely used her powers. You know what I mean? She just was living in a world where there were some other superpowers and then she would have to use hers. Um, So I always thought that... It didn't always work. Not every, like you said before, there were episodes in there where they didn't need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they, she certainly had a lot of those. Um, but I thought she was probably the second most interesting of the four. Um, I actually, um, actually liked Iron Fist more than Luke Cage. And it's not. I thought Luke Cage had an interesting. Like the first season was was pretty good. I just didn't like him. I, you yeah. know, and I've talked about this before. I, I, that guy, I, whatever his name is, I just don't think he's a good actor. Like I just, I, he has one tone for every emotion when he's angry, when he's sad, when he's happy, he's talking in that low voice with yeah. the no yeah, expression, just real boring. You up. Yeah. Just real fucking dull, big dude. Like it just not, you know, and, and yeah, the Danny Rand was a whiny 
a hole. You know what I mean? But yeah, but like, like he was at least trying to act. Like you know what I mean? Like I I accepted him as a whiny that- a hole versus somebody that was just completely like a a block of wood. You know what you may have had is you may have had with Luke Cage. You might you maybe maybe you had a better script with a lesser actor. Yes. Whereas Iron Fist was a worse script with a better actor. Yeah, because Luke Cage had that really interesting nightclub thing, and you yeah, know they, they had a whole thing going. They had all, like those those um, those good R and B bands playing, and then you know when you had the the um, I forget what they were called, the Snake Guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and society. And, and the first guy that the the Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. He was really good. Did that guy win like an Oscar later for like that other movie with the yeah the Green Book or whatever? Yeah, or yeah, or something like yeah, like that guy's great. Like it was amazing. He was in this fucking Mar- thing. Marshala Ali. They wanted actually. Uh, rumor has it that they wanted him for the whole series. But he could only sign on for so much. He had so many other movies to make. Yeah. He could only sign on for so much time. So they were like, okay, we'll kill him by the sixth episode. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was. Spoiler alert. He made it worth watching. And then, like, I've always said, like, you could have just watched Luke Cage to the point where he died. And that would have been enough. Like, you didn't need, like, um, Diamondback or whatever and all that to come because it just, it was okay. You know what I mean? But it was like. It kind of lost its luster, and then the 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 Jamaican voodoo dude or whatever in the second one, like I, I mean, <laughs> it just it, I, again, I just I didn't I didn't care about any of these people. Like I just didn't feel it. Like this guy is also like he's like invulnerable. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's just really boring I, guys. I, I was watching that series, and I was just like, okay, it's interesting, it's good. I felt guilty watching it because I don't know Harlem. I don't know, and I'm <laughs> guilty, which is which is weird. You know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like I I should. I mean, I feel bad for all this bad stuff that's happening, and uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, I should, uh, whatever. But uh, I got excited because they were like, it's Cottonmouth, and I was like, ooh, the Serpent Society, and like that was a right, big, that was right. a major group, you know, of people who took things after. And he never dislocated his jaw and ate one anybody or nothing. And I was just like, well, that's dumb. And then they killed him, and I was just like. Oh, that's dumb! And then they're like, "We're doing, uh, we're doing Luke Cage season two, and Diamondback's showing up." And I go, "Oh, I remember her, that redhead girl." And they showed who it was. I was like, "That's not a red-haired girl, right?" That's, that's wait, that's another dude, right? This, I go, "This ain't the Serpent Society that I know." Right, right, right. No, I mean, I didn't know all that, but I mean, it's just, I, uh, you know, and I believe me, I didn't care for Iron Fist. Uh, either uh, the second season was also very messy. Um, Ugh, that one was just as bad. Ugh. Yeah, and and uh, it's shorter. It it it's. I, I think maybe Iron Fist was kind of a more interesting character than Luke Cage, just because you know he had this training and he had this power that was kind of, you know, most of the time he's just doing kung fu and then he could kind of summon this, you know, the fist or whatever to do something. Yeah. But you know there was a lot of there was a lot of magic going on there, and and he, and that could have gotten you know along with the whole Doctor Strange thing, you know what I right. mean? Because they they're almost kind of from the same place, really. Yeah. And um, there could have you know in that Marvel Cinematic Universe that could have worked to some degree, but um, yeah, I don't know. They, it, it they ended work. it. They ended it stupid too. That second season of Iron Fist, yeah, because they don't they didn't tell you anything. They just like. All the shows had been 13 episodes, and you're watching the second season of Iron Fist, and if you hadn't paid attention, if you didn't look ahead like I didn't, I wasn't looking ahead to see, like, oh, how many episodes? How many is this? I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to watch it. 
they got to the ninth episode. I'm like, all right, here we go. And then they got to the end and it shows the two of him and his buddy. And they, he's got guns now, but his buddy's like the iron fist, like the, the, the rich kid that he, he right, was fighting. In the right. first year. And it's just like, I, and, I, and you're looking at it. You're like, what the hell was that? all? Well, I got to see the next episode to see what this is all about. And then you go and you look and there's nothing. You're like, wait, what? There's no, that was it. That was like the whole season. Like what, what's going on? It was, it was, uh, it was really, I don't know. I don't know who was doing that one, but they don't need to be doing superhero stuff. I agree. Poorly written. So we got about 10 minutes left. Um, I recently got the new Halloween album. Actually. Have you heard it at all? No, listen to it on Spotify or anything. I have not. Um, it's not bad. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. What I normally do with um, I buy everything on vinyl. Uh, I because I get you know I have Spotify. I can listen to the album. You know what I mean, like digitally yeah. anywhere. So I don't. I just buy vinyl because I like the artwork, and I'm not going to justify why I do what I do. But I did what I do. Um, <laughs> and what I do is like uh, you know when I'm getting ready um, to go out or something, I'll put one side of the record on, and I usually play new records. No matter who makes the record, I will usually play. Um, each side three times because yeah. the first time you listen to it, you're more or less like, you don't know any of the song, you know what I mean? Right. Any of the songs, they're all strange. And you know, you're, you're just kind of like listening for maybe parts where you're like, well, maybe that that's kind of interesting, but I'd have to listen to it again kind of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, by the second time you kind of remember some of it and around the third time, I know whether I like a song or not, I know where the beat is, you know, I know where it's going to hit. You know, yeah. I know where the bridge is going to be at and what's what's interesting about the song or what's not tight and all that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I do that a lot and and uh, that helps me listen to a lot of music that I wouldn't normally listen to because I, I'm forcing myself to, even if it's something I'm not that into, I'll play it three times. And then there's sometimes I'll take it off and I'll be like, I never want to hear that again. Right. Um, but the new Halloween's pretty good. Um, they, you know, they're, they're using all the original singers and, um, I don't know how they figured out what they were going to do with the musicians. You know what I mean? Maybe they wrote different songs or something. I didn't, the liner notes are in that cursive kind of thing, you know, it's like, I'm old now and reading that shit is hard. You, you you go listen to that podcast I told you about with them on it. Yeah. Two singers. They'll tell you that they break it down. They're like, oh yeah, well we did it with this guy and this guy was doing this and this guy, they, they tell you all about that. All right. I'll check that out. Yeah. I, um. Uh, if people out there, if you never, if you, if you listen to Halloween, like if you're an old person like us and you listen to Halloween when, um, <laughs> uh, you were younger, you definitely should go on YouTube and watch, um, when they were at, uh, the Waken festival or Vakken festival, Vakken. um, a couple years ago, uh, um, they, uh, they, they come out and they perform with, uh, the three singers, right? The original yeah. Kai Hansen, who's also the guitarist, um, yeah. Uh, um, Michael Kisk, who was yeah. the one that most people know, you know what I mean? Because he was when the more commercial success, and right. then the whatever the last guy's name is, I forgot his name already. Right, but he's been on, Andy. like yeah, he's been on like the last ten albums or right, whatever right. they've made, you know. Yeah. Um, since and then they also brought back, you know, um, all the original uh, guitarists. And, uh, and they do a really good show. It's a really good show. I mean, it's filmed really well. It's on YouTube. It's not like some guy holding a camcorder in the audience, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's really well edited and everything. It's free to watch. And, and, um, they play all the old songs. Uh, it it, It sounds good. Yeah. It sounds good. It's, it's, it's actually like one of the better concert, um, things to watch. And especially if you hadn't heard any of those songs in a long time, uh, you'll hear them and you'll be like, yeah, I remember this song. 
least that's how I was. Um, And if you've never listened to Halloween, I don't know if that's a great intro to them, but they're a power metal group, but they were, they were uniquely German in a way because they were also like um, upbeat a lot, you know, like they sang like the, the, the beginning stuff with Kai Hansen singing was maybe more about the destruction of the (laughs) earth. Although they sang guardians and things too, you know, and, and that was, um, Gorgon will eat you. Yeah, there, there was stuff that was maybe more fun or upbeat, but definitely uh, they continued a, a, a progression towards writing songs that were um, uh, a happier kind of uh, power metal. And unfortunately, then they kind of got um, lumped into a, or they chose to be a more of a comedic band, I guess, right after right. Keeper 2, because Dr. Steen did uh, good money for them. And so they're like, we'll make an album, Pink Bubbles Go Ape, and it'll be all funny and stuff. And everybody's like, yeah, we're not buying that. Which also, I think, dropped somewhere around the grunge years started out, right? Where yeah, every yeah, band yeah, like was, right before that. Yeah, every band was taking a, a hit, and they decided to make a, a really unusual career move that they didn't stick with, thankfully. Um, but <laughs> then Michael Kisk left. I don't blame him. Um, but, you know, that was due to some sort of band fights or something. And, and then they... I, I bought the next. I never bought Pink Bubbles Go Ape, interestingly enough, but I did buy the next one, which was like um, something of the rings or whatever. And it wasn't bad, but it had the new singer on it. And I just, you know how it was back then. Like you'd hear the new singer or something. You'd be like, yeah, these guys are done. Because there's yeah. lots of bands that did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd break up and put somebody else in and they'd like, we're going in this new direction and stuff. And you'd just be like, it's not the same guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not good. Um, but that's maybe how I, was I, with, I was unfair in a way. Maybe I should have given it more of a chance. I don't know. That's how I was with um, Iron Maiden. So yeah. I remember some, I remember a kid coming into Marco's when I worked there, and he was like, "Hey, I got this new. I got the new Iron Maiden. Do you want to listen to it?" And I was like, Blaze, "Not really." The Blaze Bailey one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, X Factor or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, "Well, no, I'm kind of a Bruce Dickinson, Paul Diano kind of guy." Right. Uh, that's how I remember Iron Maiden. I don't really think. But I'll listen to it. Yeah. And we and I remember listening to like one or two songs and just being like, just go ahead and shut it off. I'm yeah. like, it's not not that I hate it, but it's not Iron Maiden. Right. <laughs> Judas Priest <laughs> maybe did the smartest thing when they went and got somebody that was basically like a, a an impersonator. You know what I mean? Of um, Rob Halford when they picked up what's yeah. his face from Akron. Um, uh, and, and that serve them i think enough to keep going until halford came back you know what i mean yeah um i don't think anybody's necessarily thinking like well those those ones where halford wasn't in the band were their best years you know good stuff (laughs) judas priest is funny too because like judas priest was like people always talk about like um how black sabbath you know brought the sound of metal and everything and, and that's true i think but judas priest was also cutting shit really early back then too you know what i mean like they were they were just like let's let's you know, throw down some metal and, and wear leather and shit. And who knew that the lead singer was gay back then, but whatever, you know, it was, um, they were heavy for the, for the time period. Yeah. But then you listen to it now and you're just like, that's not heavy. Oh no. It's like, that's just rock and roll. That's just loud, loud rock and roll. Right. It's just attitude. It was just rock and roll attitude, but you had to fight for the rock, but he also had a good voice. You know, that's the interesting thing about both those bands. Like Ozzy and Rob Alford just had great voices. You know, that's what helped carry those bands too. Well, think about this. Look at Journey. Right. Journey is a band that had a specific, and not, I get it. Not a lot of people. Everybody's like, "Oh, Journey, blah, 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 whatever." <laughs> Journey was a great band. Okay, right. they they are good. Like their songs are good. Whether you like them or not, I don't give a shit. 
I like him. But you had a singer that was so unique that when he left, they were just like, we can't get anybody else. Because if we get somebody else, it's not going to be Journey. You know right. what I mean? It's going to be something. It's going to sound like something. That's, and it's just like Jeff Tate not being in Queensryche. But Journey went out and and they got somebody who sounded just like Steve Perry. Right, right. And you know what? And and that revitalized them. Pretty much. Because yeah. people were just like, oh, you know what? They got a new singer. But hey, guess what? He sounds just like fucking Steve Perry. Well, let's go. I mean, you know? Yeah, you, you kind of have to. I mean, you do. Yeah. Because that's what people want to hear. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's really hard to then try to come up with all new hit songs when people have this expectation of what you sound like, you know, right. if you're going to keep the same band name and everything, you're, you know, it, it's, it's going to be rough, you know, and that's what's good about like, um, like that. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Band or whatever with the Pantera dude left. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sorry. It wasn't like he was going to be like, yeah, we're just going to keep calling ourselves Pantera. You know, yeah. <laughs> it would have been ridiculous, you know, right. like, thank God, you know, they didn't do that. It's, yeah. it's, it's like when you, at some point you just got to be like, all right, we're not that band anymore. You know? <laughs> and, Look at Quiet Riot. Right, right. The only the only original member is Frankie Benelli, and he's the drummer. So it's not the guitar player. It's not the singer. It's nothing that you, a drummer's a drummer. You hear drums. You, right. drums are drums right you know what i mean you can tell like a different guitar sound from somebody you could tell a different vocal from some yeah. from somebody this guy's like the only original member of the band and they're still going out and touring and he's like yeah we're quiet riot and it's just like right no you're not right <laughs> you're not you're well, just like a bunch that, of dudes doing quiet right it's songs. like those two la guns right there were two right. la guns like that was ridiculous yeah. like yeah. jamie guns is in one of the bands you know what i mean like it just because the other guy was it, it doesn't make any right. sense. Like, there doesn't need to be. Yeah. And I saw the LA Guns with uh, with uh, Phil Lewis, the singer. Yeah. I think yeah, I don't, the, the Rip Burnoff, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was like years ago. It was good. They were good. And, no, they were good. and it, it was good because they had the vocalist. Right. Who sounds like the vocalist? Right. But Tracy Guns is out doing LA Guns, but he doesn't have Phil Lewis on the on the vocals. He's right. Got somebody else doing it. Right. And it's just like, okay, you're Tracy Guns, whatever, blah blah blah. But that's not, it doesn't sound right. No, 100%. You're absolutely right. Like, the sound has to be right. So I stopped listening to Sabotage. I mean, but you can say, like, even with, like, singers, like, I would argue that, like, Poison, for instance, like, I'm not a big Poison guy at all. But I have heard that, like, they are much better when C.C. DeVille is in the band than when he wasn't in the band. Like, I think guitar does matter in certain cases. Yeah, in some cases, yeah. You can't can't necessarily replace. um, That's the two things. Right. Vocals and guitar; those are the two main sounds of any song. Yeah, because the rhythm section, the bass and the drums, is always the same, or it's always coming from the same sounding instrument. Right, you know? right. Sorry, bass players and drummers. Super yeah, sorry. But, you know, you you know, what you call a guy who hangs out with three musicians a drummer. But okay. you guys can always um, move between bands, and nobody gives a shit. You know, right? <laughs> that's why. That's why you see drummers who are like, "I'm in five different bands." It's like, yeah, <laughs> right, right, because you can be. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't have to change nothing. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, um, but yeah, Halloween, yeah, they're the first band I've ever seen do anything like this where everybody just made amends and they all yeah. were like, let's do like the biggest metal show and let's all perform all our songs together. Yeah. And then afterwards they decided, Hey, we're going to cut an album. Maybe they'll go on tour like that. I mean, why not? Why not make some right. money? Um, and do some festivals and things like that because, uh, it's, it's smart. I mean, will it last? Probably not, you know, right. like, 
the reasons you didn't get along will probably come out again when you're traveling together and right. you know all that kind of thing but um who knows i mean uh, it, by the end of the day though that i'm glad they did it because it it sounded really good and it was nice that a group of guys could um uh, not have big egos, you know, to do it for the yeah. music and come out and, and um, do a great show. You don't see a it, lot of that. And it got me back into them. I've been listening to a lot more Halloween lately. <laughs> it's, it's like good. the older stuff. Right. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's good shit, you know. I know. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the show. Thanks, everybody. If you've got ideas, we're always looking for them. Please write into oblast at vgn.us. And then otherwise, I'm not going to say anything else. We've got an outro, so you can listen to that. But thanks for listening. See ya. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening and good night. Peace.